Hey you guys, oh my gosh, I know it's late. Do y'all hear that thunder? There's a thunderstorm going on. It's a lot of stuff going on. I'm gonna make sure my screens are up. I hope everybody is doing good. Thank y'all for joining me for this late night stream. My day has been crazy. I took a long nap. I needed a nap. The AC went out last night and it was 90 degrees in this house. I couldn't even breathe last night. It was so damn hot. So the electrician, something popped. We've been having a bunch of thunderstorms and shit. Something popped. So they were here and then the closet people finally came and brought my valet rod and belt hooks and, you know, other accessories after here because everything's, I guess, been back ordered and, you know, the supply chain, honey. So after all these contractors left my house, I took a nap. I was knocked out. <laughs> and I was like, and I woke up, I was like, damn, I was supposed to do a live. So I seen y'all was playing games in the Discord. Rejoice was doing a game night. So I wanted to wait until game night was over. You know what I mean? I didn't want to step on her toes because she was running game night tonight. So I hope y'all are doing good. Thank y'all. I know this is late, child. But <laughs> thank y'all for coming through. Y'all wouldn't do nothing anyways, okay? So um, anyways, if you guys do not know, uh, the latest deep dive for the month of May is out. I dropped it yesterday. Um, it's about Dubai. So put a teacup if you got a chance to watch it yet. Thank you guys for the feedback. I'm glad people are liking it. And y'all are learning a lot. Are we safe from tornadoes? Yeah, I don't think it's a tornado. I just think it's a thunderstorm, child. You can hear it outside. Yes, I dropped that um, yesterday. So if you did not get the link, um, it's on Patreon, Discord, and on the YouTube membership. So yeah, I'm glad people liked it. It took a while. It was a lot. That rabbit hole goes deep, honey, really deep. But I'm glad y'all, you know, kind of got where I was coming from with that. And especially with, you know, people in my family also being, you know, Muslim. I, we've just always peeped the contradictions, you know what I'm saying? The hypocrisy. But, you know, y'all have fun on vacation, honey. <laughs> Be safe. Um, okay, so another announcement I want to make is um, I am doing my first big event. It's a live show. So I made it where you guys can buy tickets first, um, my members. So everything has been posted. If you are in Atlanta, shout out to my Georgia peaches. <laughs> Throw some peaches in the chat. If you're in Atlanta or if you want to fly in, there's people flying in from Seattle, child. Yeah, like y'all like blew me away yesterday on Discord, just reading the comments, how y'all was coming together. Y'all was trying to do group trips and some folks was like, hey, I'm flying solo dolo. I'll meet y'all there. Um, y'all just thank y'all. Like we literally have 10 VIP tickets left. That's it. So we're going to go public in like probably another two days. But I want my tea sippers to be able to get their tickets first if you're interested in going all of the information is posted on the YouTube membership page, uh, Discord, and on Patreon. So thank you to everybody who ran to buy tickets. Um, if you did get the VIP package, make sure you do not leave because I'm going to be doing something with you guys the next day. So that's Saturday. We're all going to go out either to lunch or brunch. You know what I'm saying? So we're all going to go out. So don't just don't fly into town Friday and then fly out Saturday. Um, you know what I'm saying? Stay. Stay a while. 
stay a while. I'm going to meet up with my VIPs. You know what I'm saying? We're going to hang. It's going to be more private. So that's why I only did 50 VIP tickets because I just, you know, I didn't want to do it with like 400 people staring at me as I'm trying to stuff my face and eat. So, you know, be all of us. So I'm really glad that a lot of the VIPs are people from Discord and Patreon. You know, my real, real, real hardcore tea sippers. Y'all are the ones, you know, I'm very excited to meet. So that's why I want to make this private first and give y'all a chance to, you know, talk to y'all spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, get a babysitter, you know, do what y'all got to do. You know, a few of y'all was like, well, my boyfriend got to work, so I guess I'm coming by myself. <laughs> so y'all had me cracking up with the chat. Yes, I was just laughing at like just some of the comments. We got pregnant people who are due around that time who are like, oh, well, if I have a baby there, I'm going to just have a baby. At least T will be in the house. So y'all are a mess. Thank y'all. It means, you know, it's very humbling. It means a lot that, I mean, as soon as I dropped the link, I didn't even know if anybody would even buy a ticket, let alone we're down to 10 VIPs. So thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, I posted everything also on Instagram, letting people know that it was up as well. So if you're interested, like I said, there's only 10 VIP tickets left. Then the rest are just, um, you know, you can just pick what time you want to come. It's going to be, I think like, three to six different shows, different interviews. So it's going to be fun. Um, I really, I was trying to get sponsors for the event, but they was taking too long, y'all. Y'all know I don't like to wait on nobody. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. So I put my money up for this. I don't have time to, oh, we got to talk to this person. And, oh, such and such has to look over. And, oh, we need to look at our budget. Oh, okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of O's and N's and I don't know. So let me just go ahead and put my money up and do something big for my tea sippers. So this is why I'm doing it at. It's going to be lit. I hope you guys can come. And if you can't come, it's okay. Um, please stop writing and telling me to come to Texas and Connecticut and Hawaii. <laughs> it's in Atlanta, okay? <laughs> That's where it's at. It's in the A. So either you come to the A or, I mean, because I don't know if I'm going to do a tour and go to different cities. I'm not sure. But I at least want to do something in a, a big, fun city, you know, black city, black businesses, Things like that. So that's why I felt like Atlanta made more sense um, to do it there. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of people like, yeah, just just come to Phoenix. That's not the that. No, <laughs> it's in Atlanta. You come to Atlanta. <laughs> but again, if I do end up going other places, depending on how this first one goes, um, you know, because this is not cheap. It ain't cheap at all, y'all. If I tell you what I've even paid for the venue, y'all be like, what the, you know what I mean? So this ain't cheap. So I don't know about this whole tour thing. You know, this alone is running me the thousands of dollars. So that's that's the thing now. I don't know if I can go on tour because I don't put all the money into Atlanta. So if you want to come to Atlanta, come to Atlanta. That's where I'm going to be. Um, depending on how that goes, then maybe I can probably do, you know, some other smaller venues. But right now it's in the A. So, you know, people are screaming, come to Connecticut. It's in the A. Okay. So I just wanted to let you guys know. Um, but no, real talk, just just thank you guys for just always supporting, you know, my crazy ideas and things that I come up with and, you know, just supporting my channel, most importantly. Even if we don't agree on everything, which we're not supposed to, like I always tell y'all, do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Bitch, I'm a child of Rita Rainbow. We never took LeVar Burton's word for anything, okay? He told us, this book is good, but don't take my word for it. Read it your damn self, okay? So that's always in my mentality. You ain't got to believe me. You ain't got to fuck me heavy. Research it yourself, okay? So thank y'all so much for coming through once again. I appreciate y'all. Um, let's see here. Let me go ahead and start the stream. Okay, we got 3,000 people. Shout out to y'all. 
Let me see. I think we got a super chat. Marvin D. What's up, Marvin? Thank you for the $10 super chat, love. He says, hey, sis, I'm back with the super chat. Looking gorgeous as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, Anissa Zamant says, just showing you some love. You look great. Thank you, Anissa. Appreciate you, love. Um, let's see here. TJ said, where is Black Lives Matter for NYC? NY is wild right now. Does Black Lives Matter only matter when other races are ending them? We're going to get into that, okay? I got a lot to say about this situation. If y'all don't know, child, the girls are fighting, okay? And what girls are that? Oh, my God. Patrice Colliers, if that's how you say her name, and Candace Owens. Candace Owens' ass is up here pregnant. I don't know how many months she is, child. She's on her second child, and she's over here. (laughs) <laughs> trying to be a renegade news reporter and harass the Black Lives Matter lady. You know, Candace is a messy child. She tries to act like she's all, you know, white and sedity. Candace, you're, you're, you're hood as hell. You're, you're on some ghetto shit. Just, just keep it real, ma'am. You're just as hood as everybody else. Showing up to somebody's house, pregnant and shit with cameras. Should be at your home. Kick back with your feet laid up. But you over here trying to be an investigative reporter on Black Lives Matter. But you know what, Candace? I'm definitely here for it. So, that shit had me cracking up. So Candace done showed up to this lady house with a whole camera crew, came through with her, her whole posse. They filming this lady's $6 million mansion that she done got from the people, okay? Folks done saying Black Lives Matter money. Hey, such and such black man died. You know, we want justice for black people, especially during 2020. Here goes some money. Here goes my hard-earned money. Please do something. You know what I'm saying? Build an activity center for the youth. Do something. Oh, no, not Black Lives Matter. They sure did. The only lies that matter to them is their black asses, okay? They went and bought not one, but six big big old houses, okay? Mini mansions. And one was for a party. They just been throwing parties in one. Black Lives Matter parties. I'm black. I didn't get an invite, but it is what it is, okay? So she's out here just doing her thing. Candace pulls up. You know, Candace wanted the smoke, big belly and all. She pulled up and she's like, you know, Patrice, what are you doing with our money? You know what I'm saying? What are you doing for, you know, the black community? Child, Patrice done slammed the door in Candace's face. Now I'm over-exaggerating. I don't know what she did. And then Patrice runs upstairs. You know, she was out of breath. It's a big old mansion. You know, you got a big house. You got to stop on the second floor and breathe and shit. At least I do. And then you got to, you know, finish going upstairs. So then she goes upstairs, she grabs her, her, her camera phone, and she starts crying. Oh, oh, I'm being harassed. Oh, they're sending people to my home to attack me. Crying tattoo tears. I said, oh, well, bitch, why don't you call the police? Oh, remember, you were screaming, defund the police. Well, now protect your damn self. <laughs> your ass because even the police won't protect you as they shouldn't so now let me go ahead <laughs> y'all know I'm a mess. let me go ahead and play y'all the news clip that done got candace owens amped up you know fox news honey that don't they don't miss nothing so fox news been doing some investigative reporting on black lives matter because everybody been waiting you know the, the fox news crew they've been waiting for them to like you know their, their taxes you know, for what they're they're filing this year, and nobody has gotten any information. So this is this is the news I believe that hyped Candace to go up over there. 
go ahead and share my screen real quick in just a second. Brooklyn-born rapper Casanova. Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> not that one. Hold on. Is this the one? Hold up. Hold up. I had it up. Oh, my God. There we go. Sorry about that. Here we go. So many news articles. Organization has just over a month to file required IRS financial reports for 2021. This as questions continue over the group's funding and how it's been spent. Senior national correspondent William Lajeunesse takes a look. Well, any nonprofit is required every year to submit detailed financial reports, what it raises, where the money goes, and that's what this is about. Black Lives Matter claims it raised $90 million in 2020, but documents filed for that year showed zero coming in, zero going out. Then California temporarily banned BLM from soliciting or distributing charity funds because it failed to file financial reports for 2021, prompting a charity watchdog group to say this, quote, the total lack of transparency and accountability at BLM is alarming. It's incumbent on the attorney general to launch a full investigation of BLM's finances and governance. BLM filed an extension for 21 and now has until May 15th to submit the required IRS forms, detailing, again, how donor money is spent and where it came from. A recent New York Magazine story reported that an associate of BLM founder Patrice Cullors bought this mansion in Los Angeles, $5.8 million, then gifted it record show days later to a Delaware corporation hiding the real buyer, which was BLM, which leaked emails show tried to kill the magazine's story. Colors, a self-described Marxist, resigned from BLM last year after being called out for buying several homes. The new mansion in LA, says BLM, will serve as a studio for members. Nonprofit experts, however, say it's important BLM not commingle funds targeted for improving black lives with personal interests, a question raised last year by activists. We're also asking for an IRS investigation because people donated, and we have a right to find out where our money was spent. No response from Colors. BLM says published reports, however, are wrong, but provided no proof. <laughs> Congressman Darrell Issa is calling for an IRS investigation for what he calls a possible misappropriation of charitable funds. All right, y'all. So let me go ahead and show y'all um, Candace and uh, Patrice's situation here. Okay, so this is insane. In real time right now, I am watching uh, Patrice Cullors do a live claiming that I went to her property and demanded to speak to her. Um, and she's, I, I only like to describe it. She sounds like she's really scared. Um, we're working on a documentary talking about all the funding pertaining to Black Lives Matter, Obviously, we know that Patrice and a lot of the founders purchased million dollars home, million dollar homes in white neighborhoods. Uh, they also purchased a Black Lives Matter property. So we went to the property and asked if there was anyone that we could speak to, very politely, by the way. We've got cameras in tow. So there's no way she can, it's all on camera. And we just said, is there anyone we can speak to? Nobody asked us to leave. Um, the person went inside. It was just a white man that we saw outside that was providing security, which is super interesting because obviously, Patrice here is anti-police, and so she's, oh my God, I think she's crying on this live, pretending that she was harassed. We, Like I said very politely to the guy, is there anyone we can speak to? Um, my name's Candace Owens. We never went over the gate. It was just me ringing the doorbell, trying to speak to someone. He said absolutely nothing. He started just reporting us, 
And we said, okay, if there's no one we can speak to, we're going to leave. Um, Patrice is pretending to be scared because she knows that this Black Lives Matter lie is falling apart. Um, and she doesn't know what to do. I mean, people are aware of the scam that is Black Lives Matter. She's intentionally limited the comments. So you can't even comment on this post because I was going to comment and be like, this is a complete lie and we have it all on camera in terms of what happens. So what you are seeing right now is the face of a woman who is pretending she's afraid of right-wing pundits when in reality she's being exposed as a fraud who took millions, used the faces of Black people, took millions of dollars to fund herself, to fund her lifestyle, to fund her girlfriend, and to buy million-dollar mansions in neighborhoods where no Black people live. So, Patrice, um, this footage that we, this story that we're covering is a, a significant one. I have always been interested in the fraud that is Black Lives Matter, your fake tears, your crocodile tears about someone politely ringing your gates and speaking to your white security guard and, and asking if there was anyone that I could talk to because I was covering the story. Um, not really going to cut it, Patrice. This is only going to commit me further to discovering the truth about what you have done with this funding. Black people died. You used their faces to raise money. You demanded that the policing be stopped. You demanded that police officers be defunded, but you've got a private security detail um, outside of million dollar homes. It just doesn't work this way, sweetheart. So um, the truth shall set you free or Candace Owens shall set you free, girl, because I'm about to tell the truth. All right, we're still filming. Bye. Hey, folks. Just wait. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, everyone. Hey everyone, it's been a while that I've been on here. Actually, I've been taking a break. Hey everybody. Hey. Hey. It's good to see some of the team. Um, hey folks, welcome. welcome. Oh, okay. Let me go. Let me try and fast forward this. For so many years, um, I want to just stay, say that the last um, this morning I woke up to Candace Owens being outside of my house with a news crew. Um, she was demanding that I come outside. Um, and uh, when I looked at the video recording of what she was asking about, she was actually asking about the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation property uh and for some reason seems like she thought my house was that um it's unacceptable and it's dangerous that anybody any stranger come outside of my house but it's really unacceptable and dangerous when candace owens another black woman who is actually working as a part of a right-wing agenda comes outside of my house with cameras. Um, as you all know, I've experienced and many of us have experienced death threats. Um, many of us are have children. Um, many of us are um, uh, super vulnerable. And uh, the fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me <coughs> Uh, is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. And I'm going to keep doing the work I need to do 
to make sure that I'm in right relationship with my community, but I'm not going to let the right wing and right wing pundits and media try to drive me against my community and have the community driven against me. I'm begging and pleading with all of you all to pay attention to what's happening to me and to many other people, many other leaders inside of this movement. Pay attention to what's happening because what happened to me today has the potential to open up a floodgates, the floodgates of many other right-wing people that may next time be bearing arms, that may next time be more violent. This is unacceptable. Black people should be able to fight for our rights, for our right to live without being harassed, without being, um, without fearing for our lives, without having people, strangers show up to our private and personal property. Okay, I, I can't, I can't take any more of her gaslighting. Let me come back on the screen. Okay, I, I can't do the gaslighting. Black people should should feel safe, of course, but you're trying to conflate the issues. It wasn't five members of the KKK who came bearing arms who showed up at your home. It was Candace Owens. The problem is people want to know, where's the money, sis? Even black folks, even people who are part of your BLL movement are also asking the same question. The only time we see you, you know, as of late is when it's tied to some celebrity. Remember just a month ago, she was begging everybody to, you know what I'm saying? Oh, be easy on Jussie. We're going to get Jussie out. As if Jussie was some type of political prisoner. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff about Jussie when she should have been fighting for real people who are being railroaded by the system, not some actor who is looking for attention. I don't feel bad for Patrice at all. Because like I said, they've been asking for over the past, what, almost two years, where is this money going? What have they done tangible for the Black community besides buy themselves homes? And even the home that they bought, they, they're using it as some type of film studio. They want to start film. I don't, I don't know what they want to film. Documentaries. You know, they want to. It's like some type of studio that they supposedly got this mansion for like a place for them to film. How about you get the mansion and make it a place for people to live? How about you make it some type of refuge for like, you know, abused black women where they can stay until they get on their feet? You know, something like that. That would make more sense than just I'm going to buy a six million dollar mansion and then claim that I'm using it for, you know, filming and and media purposes. This woman is full of crap, you know, and I, I'm not surprised. Now, let's keep it real. We know who sent Candace out there, child. We know she's out there for attention and she's definitely doing it. You know, what I'm saying, um, you know, for her, her right wing people. But again, the reason why people are not showing up at your door and being messy is because. Y'all haven't provided any information. Now, we're all sitting here waiting until May 15th. Today is May 11th. So we'll see what happens May 15th. If they come up with those receipts as to what happened to the money, at least for 2021. They have not shown any receipts. So it's going to be interesting. All she did was literally give Candace even more attention. Because before she jumped on live crying, because she knows she can't call the police. You know, what kind of shit is that? The same person that was screaming, defund the police. Now you call the police. You can't call the police. 
So you brought Candace even more attention by jumping on your live and playing victim and crying tattooed tears. That's why I'm glad everybody pulled out the tiny violin. I think she's full of crap. I really do. Let's see here. The creator mansion was laundering money. The home was purchased two weeks earlier for $3 million or less. Oh, okay. So they're saying that the creator mansion, I don't know what the person's name is in the chat. They got a bunch of numbers and letters, but they're saying the creator mansion was laundered money. The home was purchased like two weeks earlier for $3 million. I mean, the, the point, it's just frustrating because they made so much money between the years of like 20, what, 18 until now. And I remember when um, Mike Brown's father, he was one of the first ones to call them out and people thought he was being divisive. And then remember, um, Tamir Rice's mother was calling them out. Because these people have literally made a name for themselves and made money off of their dead children. And, you know, nobody has reached back out to them. Nobody has cut them any type of check. There's no rec center in Tamir, you know, Rice's name. That innocent baby who died all them years ago. They haven't done anything. But they're using these folks' names, you know, and their children's names to collect money. And it's other organizations that have been called out as well. But we're talking about Black Lives Matter right now, okay? So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, where this goes from here. But I think, you know, her running on camera and trying to cry and play victim, I can't take you seriously. Especially when Candace, you know, Candace is going to record everything. You know, Candace is a police ass chick. Okay. So, you know, she's going to record everything and make sure her T's are crossed and her eyes are dotted. Okay. So I highly doubt she came up there all violent and aggressive, big and pregnant. She came to be messy. Let, let's, we'll keep that real. She definitely came to be messy, okay? But I'm here for that. But she didn't come up there trying to fight you. Stop. So extra. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Um, Jazzy Monet says, love you, T. I've been a tea sipper forever. I stay in the background. I'm an introvert. Your Dubai deep dive was phenomenal. Thank you for bringing the content that's not only fun, but edifies us. You are so welcome. And thank you so much, Jazzy. I'm glad you love the deep dives, so that makes me happy. I always love getting feedback on the deep dives. Um, I have I had a lot of fun with it, especially, you know, with the little soundtrack that I put together. I am a big fan of Aladdin. I'm sorry, I'm a child of the 90s. So when I think of Dubai and I think about the slavery that goes on, Arabian Nights pops in my head. Like if you, because I know that song, it's sad, but I know all the words to Arabian Nights. Like we used to have to sing it, you know what I'm saying? We played a whole new world on the clarinet. Like, I'm a big Aladdin fan. So every time I think about, like, Dubai, Arabian Nights always pops in my head. But I think the while, you know, I edited and sliced it together. It was really good. Somebody was like, when the girl started singing, I got creeped out because she was going so hard. I said, but, yeah, you're dealing with real life, you know, situations. You know, like they said, you know, a, a fool off his guard will fall and fall hard. A lot of folks running out there, they're being lured out there with promises of making money and becoming rich, only for them to end up in like really indentured servitude slash slavery. So I'm glad that you like the doc. So thank you. Brian404 says you love Arabian Nights too. Good. I'm not the only one. Let me see. Um, Tanya says Arabian Days. That's my jam. Yeah, to me, that was the best song. And Will Smith didn't do it any justice. So people ask him, how come you didn't use Will Smith? Because he don't sound like the man on the original Arabian Nights. And that girl's voice was more powerful. Will Smith, he didn't he didn't bring it. I didn't hear the little accent. 
I didn't like his version. I'm just, <laughs> I like the girl's version better. She was more powerful. Um, let me see here. Sharita People sent 10 says, Hey T, love you, girl. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, love. Um, memes over outrage says five dollars to shout out them tiggle bitties. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Tiggle bitties. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Thank you for the super chat. See, the, see, I do a late night chat, and here come the freaks. The freaks come out at night, okay? Late night chat, y'all talking about titties and shit. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, shy guy sent 10 says, hey, T, I'm a Georgia boy, but I live in Virginia. It's a trip I'm willing to take to see you laugh my ass out. Yes, definitely come on through. Like, I'm excited to meet so many of y'all. So definitely come on through to the venue. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Miss Sasha Ruth says, hey, T, my first super chat and now a new member. I love you. You are looking beautiful in that purple. Thank you so much, sis. And thanks for joining the membership as well. Appreciate you. Um, Double-edged sword, my sis from Canada. Uh, she says, hey, T, is Agent Matt going to the A for the event? I want to see your mystery dude hit... <laughs> Hit a like, y'all. Y'all are such a mess. I don't know if he's, I don't even know if he knows about it. I don't know, child. He may come. You know what I'm saying? He might drive up there. You know, he's always on the road, busy. Um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Don't y'all be trying to holler at him, too, if he show up, okay? You know how females do? Oh, that's Agent Matt. He be dropping them big old super chats. Hey, Agent Matt. No, don't come after my super chat, fellas, ladies. <laughs> You know, all of these females is plotting already. T, make sure Asian man is there. They're going to be trying to sit next. <laughs> they plotting, y'all. They plotting at my trucker. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Thanks for the super chat. Um, Let's see here. Tia Monet says, Jesse Williams. Why you do that, Tia? Why are you coming here being messy on this good uh, Wednesday at 9, 16 at night? I seen the Jesse Williams package. I wasn't disappointed at all. Now I'm confused though. I get he was doing a play. I couldn't even pay attention to the what was going on. I couldn't pay attention to the words. I seen him grab a man and act like he was doing something to him from the back. That was kind of disturbing, but I couldn't pay any attention to what they were saying because my eyes was just looking. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. I just see him grabbing another man. I just see this, this peen swinging everywhere from left to right, left to right, right to left. Just see, just loose bean, nuts and berries. So I didn't know. I don't know the context. I just seen a bunch of bean flying across the stage. <laughs> Why is he doing naked stage plays? I don't know the backstory. I was just on Twitter and got hit in the forehead with a big old peen, and they said it was Jesse Williams. So I said, okay, well, damn. And then people had close-up shots. I said, well, damn. So I don't. I have no. I don't know the backstory. He's on stage, just naked, him and some other man running after each other. Maybe y'all can enlighten me. I I just watched the interaction. I don't know what they were saying. I don't know why they were both naked. I didn't even care at that point to Google the backstory. <laughs> Keeping it real. I was like, okay, well, that made my night. <laughs> Okay, Tira Monet up here being messy, child. Let's see here. Um, mm, 
So y'all don't know why he was up there either, huh? So y'all just looked at the video, didn't pay, didn't care about the context. Gotcha. I'm not the only person who who went that route. I haven't seen an explanation yet. All I see is eggplants and eyeballs. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Okay, one person. This must be a guy. One person. Oh, that's no, a girl. She said it was a Broadway show. They weren't supposed to be taking pictures <laughs> or videoing. I didn't even know it was a Broadway show. I'm like, okay, he's on somebody's stage naked, balls swinging. So somebody recorded that. They weren't even supposed to be recording it. Huh. Now, you know damn well, Broadway, you can't invite a bunch of damn strangers to an event and people start running around on stage as fine as Jesse Williams is. And you don't think somebody's going to creep and record? Shit. They, was, they risk it all. Get this shot. They did good too. They did real for them to be creeping. I thought it was a regular, you know. I, I didn't know there wasn't no filming allowed because the way it was shot, it was shot very nice. It wasn't shaky. It wasn't nervous at all. I'd have been scared, like, because I've been trying to look and record. They was like looking right through the camera. You could tell. They knew what they was doing. Probably the staff member. I bet you it was the staff member because that video was too clear and concise. <laughs> If that would have been me, I'd have been like, <laughs> that video camera was like this. Thank you for the super chat, ma'am. Now I see why his ex-wife is angry and bitter. That bitch take him to court once a year. I need more money. <laughs> we see why you mad, sis. He fine got a big old package. Big old beef stick. And now he ain't with you no more. I see why you drag him to court once a year just to get, just to be mad. I see he be in court every year. She be crying about money still. I'm like, he ain't like he working all the damn time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see why she upset, child. I be mad too. Uh-huh. And then they said today his news leaked. I didn't get a chance to see the, you know, the solid news yet. I had to go, so you know, I just woke up. So I'll go searching later on. I can't stand y'all the way y'all just, you know, just steer my stream to a whole nother way, to a whole nother direction. All right, let me see here. Um, Koala801 says, T, I listen to you every day via Apple Podcasts over and over again while I work. I stay cracking up. Thanks for being you. You are dope as fuck. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming through. I appreciate you. And I'm glad I can keep you entertained while you're at work. So thank you for the support. Um, let's see here. Cat sent $20. Says, T, I was just getting ready to do some homework and looking for a distraction. Thank you for this pleasant surprise on this great Wednesday night. Love you. Love you too, Cat. And thanks for coming through, love. I'm glad I could keep you distracted a little bit. So thanks. Um, let's see here. Erica sent 20. Says, standing ovation, uh, standing ovation for you, T, for the deep dive. Thank you so much. And I'm really glad you guys liked it and enjoyed it and took something away from it. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Miss Tonisha says this tea is what? Piping hot. Thank you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Um, deja vu, deja vu says, imagine if they put 10% of those funds into fixing Minneapolis. It hasn't been the same after George Floyd, uptown and surrounding areas. Yeah. Yeah. And they collected a lot of money. 
on behalf of George Floyd. You know, um, I know the family, though, in case you don't know, they did give back to a lot of black businesses that, you know, were affected or even people looking to start businesses. So the brother did do that because I know a few black businesses in Minneapolis that got some of that money from the family. So they did give back um, to businesses. But yeah, it'd be nice if Black Lives Matter, you know, did a little bit more. But what I've noticed um, when I was out there in Uptown not too long ago, everything where like the fire was, even on parts of parts of the South Side, there it's totally being regentrified. They're rebuilding and they're putting up apartments. Stuff is going to be way more expensive. The, the people who are living there, when it was like a lower income area, they're not going to be able to afford those places anymore. So I feel like it was definitely systematically done as well to get a lot of those people out of there because especially like places like the North Side, that is prime location because there's parts of the North Side where you can see the Twin Stadium, you know, and you get that beautiful view of downtown Minneapolis. So that's prime real estate. So it's it's sad what our city has turned into, but it's still home, child. I still love me some Minneapolis. If I was like, why aren't you doing it up here in Minnesota? Because ain't nobody trying to fly to Minnesota, child. I got to go down south. <laughs> ain't nobody trying to fly up here. Keep having damn thunderstorms and shit and riots. Nobody's trying to come up here like that. <laughs> but it's still home. <laughs> um, let's see here. Blackout sent 199. Says, hey, T, looking good. I'd blow your black back out. Hey, y'all are wilding tonight. See, this is what happens when I come out at, at night. Y'all are talking about my titties. He wants to blow my back out. Thank you for the one ninety nine, sir. You got to send more than that. <laughs> Let me stop. Y'all are wilding. Okay, I see why I come on usually around 3 to 4 p.m. It's a different crowd. At night, it's a bunch of freaks in here. Y'all want to know about Jesse's peen. Somebody wants to blow my back out. Okay. All right. Well, I'm here for this new crew of tea sippers. Okay. These are the late night freaks. So let me see here. Uh, Dr. Hen, number one tea sipper, says, hey, T, long time, long time sipper here. I'm sending, trying to see how I can get those VIP tickets. I'm willing to pay double. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Um, let me text. Make sure they're not all out. Because like I said, we only had 10 left. So all the information is on Patreon, Discord. It's in the friend finder room on Discord. And it's in the Discord uh, announcement room where, you know, nobody can talk in that room because it's just solid posting. So it's in there. And then it's on the YouTube membership. So the YouTube membership tab where I post like announcements and links and stuff, it's over there. So check it out and see. Because once the VIP is gone, it's gone. There's other like tickets too, though. There's other, you know, choices that you can choose. But the VIP was just for the first 50 people. So thank you, love. Thank you so much. All right, let's see here. C. Pierce says, thank you for being such a bright light. I'm grieving a loss right now. I really needed a laugh. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. And, you know, I just hope things get better for you. Thank you for just, you know, spending some time with me this evening. I appreciate you. So y'all, let me, oh my gosh, y'all are going hard. Oh my goodness. Um, Miss Tonisha sent $279.99. Wow, thank you so much. She says, much love from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you so much. 
Also, I love my Canadian tea sippers. Shout out to y'all. Hey, that's what the Canadians said. They'd be like, hey, <laughs> they, they had A to everything. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks for coming through. So, y'all, let me go ahead and um, get to the next story here. We have over 7,000 people in the house. Definitely hit the like button, y'all. Please show some love. Um, let's see here. So the next thing I want to talk about. Oh, God. Let me talk about the Meg Thee Stallion situation next. I want to do that. Now, y'all know I'm not the biggest Meg fan. I've always kept that real, right? I feel like, you know, her energy's weird. You know, she doesn't know if she's coming or going at times. But I am noticing where certain people or even the media is kind of picking on her, right? Like I hold her accountable when she does goofy stuff or when I'm just not feeling whatever she's talking about. So today there was a story posted. Everybody posted it. Everybody posted this story, including um, Neighborhood Talk. You know, a lot of folks posted it. And basically, let me read to you guys what the story was. It was about her, um, the doctor coming out and saying that she had glass in her foot. So let me read to y'all this. Now, this was via Vibe. So it says, new information has been unveiled regarding the ongoing legal battle involving rap stars Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. While, while Megan Thee Stallion has remained steadfast in her claims of Lanez intentionally wounding her, by firing a gun in her direction, an LAPD report has surfaced that has created an air of doubt surrounding the stallion's recollection of events. In recent release documents, the LAPD revealed that Megan allegedly, allegedly stepped on glass at the scene, resulting in a laceration in her left foot. Dr. Loferetto, who treated the stallion... Who treated the stallion? Why did they just say who treated Megan? That sounds like a horse. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, confirmed that the laceration was sustained during her stepping on glass. The report also reveals the identity of eyewitnesses who says he saw two women believed to be Megan the stallion and Kelsey in a verbal and physical altercation at the scene. And that two men believed to be Lanes and his bodyguard were also present. According to the report, afterwards, the suspect got back into the black SUV and left the scene. Okay, so <clears throat> this was the report that was going on on social media. And so what I noticed is that a lot of people started saying, well, that proves that Tori didn't shoot her. The doctor's coming out and the doctor's saying that it was just simply glass. Now, you know, like I said, I'm no big fan of hers. I'm not a hottie, none of that stuff. But how do y'all get that Tori didn't shoot her from this thing? I told y'all when I did the whole breakdown a few streams ago that I don't believe that she was shot in her foot with a bullet. The foot has a lot of bones. Had it been a bullet that hit her foot, her foot would have shattered. She wouldn't have been in the club the next month shaking her ass with Asian doll, right? But... I said something definitely happened. I believe that there were shots fired from Tori and it either hit the ground and or hit glass. It was some type of shrapnel that hit her foot because there are bullet fragments, which is shrapnel in her foot plus, plus glass. So that doesn't mean that all of a sudden 
Tori's exonerated because you have to think to yourself, well, how did the glass get in her foot? If nothing happened and Tori didn't do anything, where did the glass come from to magically cut her foot? Her foot was cut. She was clearly bleeding. Something happened. So what I also notice is this, right? Because so Megan was trending all day. And a lot of the folks were saying, so Megan, uh, Tori didn't shoot you in your foot. So Megan, you lied. So Megan, you're trying to bring this black man down. That, that's all you were seeing in the so Megan, um, you know, trending topic. But the thing to me, it just, it didn't make any sense because remember during my last stream, um, I had played you guys the Gail King interview where she said herself that she put it out there that she had stepped on glass, but she didn't say the glass to say that Tori didn't do anything. She just said that she stepped on glass. She didn't tell the full story. And people are trying to twist this and make it seem like, you know, she just was walking at two o'clock in the morning and just stepped on a bunch of glass on the ground. Like y'all are not using like discernment here. So let me go ahead and open up this and refresh your memory. This new article that's come out, this is not revealing anything. So I didn't understand the hype today on social media. It was silly. Let me share my screen real quick here. Like I said, I may not be a fan, but I'm going to be fair and I'm going to bring receipts. So this was her when she talked to Gail King last month. This is the audio. Listen to this. And I didn't want them to kill any of us mm -hmm. or shoot any of us. Mm -hmm. So I just said I stepped on glass. Because I didn't Why did want... you say that? Why didn't you say you shot me? I didn't. For some reason, I was just trying to protect all of us because I didn't want them to kill us. Like even though this person just did, just did this to me, mm -hmm. my first reaction still was to try to save us. Like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys just heard what she said, that basically, you know what I'm saying, she said to the police that she stepped on glass because she didn't want to tell the full truth. Now, this is what I really think happened at this point. This is why, like I said from day one, I'm not taking this situation to heart like that because the story has been so convoluted. And part of it is because of how the blogs and these so-called professional um, mainstream publications are handling this because what I noticed today as I'm, you know, getting everything ready, I go to pull up the article. Okay. That went viral that we all posted and published and talked about. So let me share this. Cause I know a lot of people probably haven't even noticed this yet. This is why I said, there's a lot of strange shit going on with this case. <clears throat> okay. So when I put in Megan, the stallion, this is the Vibe article from 10 hours ago. When you click on it, page not found. 404. Sorry, the page that you're looking for cannot be found. The article and everything came from that publication. Why did they take it down? It doesn't make any sense to me. If you're not trying to spin a narrative and you're not trying to be unfair and you're just trying to be neutral... Because I think I've done a pretty good job of that. I have no dog in this fight. I've held Tori accountable for the stuff that I've heard. And I've held her accountable for the stuff that I've heard. But when I see that a, a major publication like Vibe then turns around and deletes the entire post. But I'm confused because 
it was your article that created all this mess on social media and this hashtag. Okay. So a lot of these publications are being messy. That's why I said it just makes sense for all of us to just chill and wait to see what happens during the court case. Another thing, I'm really starting to think that this is what might have happened, right? This is my interpretation. The witness is saying that they saw two women fighting. And let me read, because, you know, we, we have screenshots. So I'm going to read to you guys some of that Vice article that they deleted. Okay? So... They were saying this is what, what else was in the report. The report also revealed the names of the witness who allegedly saw Megan and Kelsey physically fighting at the scene. It says that Kay Nicole's chain and acrylic nail and bullet casings were all found at the scene. So for Kelsey's nail, and it's acrylic child, to be popped off, y'all know when girls' nails pop off, one, that shit hurts, two, somebody was fighting. I mean, if you're not in the house, just doing dishes. You're out in the street and you see a bunch of acrylic nails, usually a fight went down. I'm just saying, you don't have to be a detective to know what went down. So they're, they're saying that her chain, her nail, <clears throat> you know, they were found around the scene. That's because these two girls were fighting. And I've always said the reason why Meg does not want to admit why her and her best friend of, you know, however long um, were fighting is because it would make her look bad because she was smashing Tori behind Kelsey's back. I did a whole breakdown. Y'all can go watch the stream I did about maybe two, three weeks ago, right? So that's why they've never talked about it. I think what happened is the girls start fighting. They're into it. They're bombing. Everybody's drunk. They're bombing. All of a sudden, here comes Tori, little man, the cowboy. You know, like, like he's in the wild, wild west and shit. Y'all bitches are going to stop fighting. Y'all hear me? Because he's little. You know, Kelsey's a big girl. Megan's a big girl. These are two big stallions, two big horses just fighting, okay? They're taller than Tori. They're thicker than Tori. So Tori's trying to break it up. The security guy's like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. So he's sitting in the car watching the fuck shit. He got his teacup and he's sipping slow, right? So Tori comes out there like a cowboy. Like, y'all know where we're at? We're at Calabasas. Y'all need to quit fighting. It ain't that serious. They still bombing. Bam, 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 bam. Pulling hair. Kelsey's nails is flying and shit. Megan's trying to <laughs> like a horse near and shit. So they're just fighting, right? Two big stallions fighting in the middle of the street. So now Tori's seeing like, they're not listening to me. I can't really break them up because they're way bigger than me because I'm only four foot 11. So Tori then pulls out his gun like a drunken cowboy and he starts shooting. Bow, bow, bow. And the bullets just start ricocheting. They break the glass, almost kill the driver. Thank God he ducked, okay? So now they're shook. They're, they're shook because he's shooting at them. Remember, he was like, dance, bitch. And so once they start seeing him, you know, shooting at them, you know, they're trying to run for cover. Megan steps on the glass because the window shattered. You know, she's trying to run for cover. Kelsey's trying to run for cover. You know, she, she puts her, her foot, her hoof on the glass and it breaks. It, you know, shatters her skin. You know, I really think that's what happened. They were fighting because you notice Kelsey is also not defending Tori. Kelsey's mad. I believe Kelsey feels a way about Tori as well because Tori could have killed her. I believe that man was drunk and was shooting aimlessly, just trying to make a point. A lot of, a lot of people, especially in the South, they shoot, 
like guns in the air. Like they don't, you know, y'all see movies, pow, pow. And then everybody's like, what happened? You know what I mean? People shoot guns in the air, but they don't realize that whatever you, you know what I'm saying, shoot, it's going to land back somewhere. That's how innocent people have been killed by guns because sometimes they weren't even aiming at the person. They were just shooting in the air to get attention. And then the bullet came back down and hit somebody in their damn, you know, forehead, you know, and it's over. I believe that's what might have happened is that this man was drunk. He wanted to break up the fight. He couldn't. So he shot in the air with his drunk ass and it broke the window. And they're all trying to run for cover. And she cut herself. So for people to just dismiss it and act like, oh, because she had glass in her foot, not a bullet in her foot, then that just absolves him. I believe he discharged that weapon. I believe he discharged that weapon. I don't think he was intentionally trying to kill either one of them. I think they were just all drunk. They were all drunk as hell into it because Kelsey done found out these two are messing around. We're supposed to be friends. They start bombing per the witnesses. They're fighting. And it has to be a pretty bad fight because acrylic nails, you know what I'm saying, are popping off. So they're really bombing. For her nails to be popping off, you're really hitting somebody. You're really, you know what I'm saying, boxing it out. So I believe that's when he pulled the gun out. You know, trying to get their attention or get them to stop. And now all of them are just in all this fuck shit, you know. But I just didn't like the way that you know, the media was trying to post, you know, was trying to play it today, especially with Vibe, posting that article, very divisive. It started a bunch of more drama. And I'm like, well, this wasn't really new information. Even if the doctor says that there was glass in her foot, she even said that she stepped on glass. So I would assume that there'd be glass in her foot. I'm, I'm just saying, like, what was the big breakthrough today? Because I was so confused by the so Megan hashtag. Look, somebody says, I believe your story more than theirs. <laughs> Don't my story make more sense? I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like my story makes way more sense than the bullshit they've been spending since 2020. I mean, the whole situation is a mess. Somebody said, Tori Yosemite Lane. <laughs> Y'all remember them Yosemite Sam cartoons, that little cowboy with the gun. He was always quick to draw and shit. Y'all are a mess. Yeah, so I think that's really what happened. I think he did discharge the gun. It hit the window. One of the bullets hit the window. And that is what caused her to cut her foot. Either way, like I said, if a gun was discharged and, it find, and they find out that Tori discharged it, then whatever comes to him, comes to him. Because I don't think he's innocent in this. But I think the reason why her character is so under scrutiny is because of the different stories that she has told. That's why everybody's just kind of over the story. But then when you have these major publications coming out and they're adding more fuel to the fire, and then I go to check the same publication hours later and they delete it, I'm not feeling that. That makes me feel like they were trying to be messy. Even I'm not a big fan of hers, I'm still going to be fair. And when I see messy shit that the media is doing, I'm going to call it out, period. So it is what it is. Let me go ahead and read some more Super Chats here. Um, Ashley V sent $100. Thank you so much, Ashley. She says, longtime supporter, please check your Instagram DMs. 
If you ever have an event in Orlando, Florida, I would love to be one of your sponsors. I own a business, but I would love to meet you in person. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, we are definitely looking for like vendors in Atlanta. So if you have like um, food or, you know, things that you want to sell, uh, contact me. Just write Atlanta vendor and I'll get it over to my manager. So yeah, we're definitely want to help, you know, other businesses. I want to make this also like a networking event, you know, just so people can meet up and connect and stuff like that. So it's, it's fun. I have a lot of fun stuff planned. So thank you so much. And yeah, if I can get down to Florida, that definitely would be awesome. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Untried215. I like that. Says, even though I don't always agree with you, I can always say you are fair and you keep the same energy as always. Much respect to you, T. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks for the super chat. Um, Kimmy's Life says, hey, T, I seen you're, you're still team iPhone. I will be going back to my Samsung. I miss my Android. I miss my Android, too. Um, don't get it twisted, honey. I still got my Google Pixel. So this is like my backup. I love, I love my Droid. Like I still use it, but you know, the iPhone, I like the iPhone for like when I need to edit and I can hurry up and send pictures over that, that whole, what is it called? Apple drop or whatever, air dropping apples. I don't know what it's called, but I like that feature. Okay. So I like how I can just, you know, send stuff to my MacBook. That's really like the main benefit because with Android, I have to hook my phone up and wait for the little Android man to pop up on the computer and then half the time he be crashing and shit. So I do like that feature of the iPhone, but I'm still team Android. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> oh, it's called AirDrop. Shout out. It was called something, honey. Y'all, y'all know I'm, a, I'm an Android user. I don't know what none of these names are called, but I'm learning the features. So that's my favorite part of the iPhone. Other than that, it's just big. It's heavy. I don't understand the hype. You know, like people, oh my God, your case and oh, you got an iPhone now. I'm like, uh, okay. So I guess I'm like in a new, you know, social status. Because before when I would have my Google Pixels, I was like a look of disgust. Like what kind of phone is that? Google makes phones? Like people used to be like really offended when I'd be like, <laughs> when I take my picture and I pull out my phone, they're like, what is that? <laughs> people get mad like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't let her take the picture. She got a Google Pixel. I'm like, hey, this has a good camera. Nah, I ain't never heard of no Google Pixel. People would shame me. I'm, bitch, I'm trying to do you a favor. Okay? I'm like, oh, you want me to take your picture? And then you pull out your your, your Google and it's like, ugh, no, never mind. <laughs> but now when I step in the room, I'm like, you want a picture? Oh, okay, all right. Y'all iPhone users are so weird and, and arrogant and stuck up. But I have an iPhone now, so I, you know... <laughs> Tell me they don't act funny when you pull out an Android to take pictures. They act funny. They act like an Android is a toaster, honey. I'm like, it's a phone that takes pictures. Uh-uh, put that toaster back in your pocket. We don't want toaster pictures. We want an iPhone picture. So I, I've noticed I don't get clowned as much when I pull out my iPhone. It's like, oh, okay, all right. It's a whole new world over here. <laughs> it's a whole new world, but I'm still team Android. I don't care. I love my Android. I was an Android user for damn near 20 years. You know, I, the kids still have to help me with certain things, you know, on this iPhone. Child, I'm learning though. I'm learning. I'm getting better. But yeah, don't pull out the Android and try to take a group picture. Like, I'm telling like 10 people jumping. Ah, 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 ah. 
no, 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 no. Here go my phone. I got an iPhone. Just use my phone. Hey, I'm the one with the with the social media following. I want it on my phone. <laughs> they be like, not with that Android. I'm sorry. People are shady towards Android users. So thank you, sis. Thanks for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Kimmy's life says, oh no, I'm sorry. Um, SD sent 49 says T. Kelsey is <laughs> um said no T. Kelsey is 411. Um Tori's like 5'6. Megan is 5'10. Make sure to let them live, but Kelsey, but let Keeblers live. None of this would have happened. I thought Kelsey and Megan were taller. No, I don't see Kelsey being 4'11 now. Let me pull up some pictures of Kelsey and Megan. No, I don't see Kelsey being that short. Mm-mm. Maybe she's 5'8 and above. I just don't see her. She's like literally the same height as Megan. That's what made them best friends because they were both tall and thick. They look alike too. Here go a picture of the two of them. Always with the ass out. Let me share my screen. Well, it's nighttime, y'all, so enjoy the ass shots. The ass views, they look to be about the same height. I don't know. Let me see. I can't tell if she's wearing heels or not. They look to be about the same height and stature. She might be wearing heels, though. I've never heard nobody say that Kelsey was short. Who is this? Chat. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who that is. Ooh, y'all just be tagging yourselves to anything. Me in the club with at, at Meg the Stallions. You know what I'm saying? Club event. Y'all just tag y'all. I'm like, who is this girl? We looking for big, thick, tall chicks. Here comes this little, you know what I'm saying? Little, she's cute though. Cute little brown skinned girl. But she's itty bitty. I'm like, how does she get in the mix of these two big, thick girls? <laughs> I'm like, whose daughter is that? She done tagged herself and someone made the stallion child. But um, I don't, I don't see all the pictures I see. Kelsey looks to be about Meg's height. I doubt Kelsey is 4'11". Now, Tori, he's short. Now, I don't, now he's not really 4'11", but he's short for a guy. You know, he's like, what, 5'6"? I learned something the other day on Instagram. People were telling me that uh, the average guy's height is, what they say, 5'8"? I thought the average guy, uh, the average height for a guy was like 5'10". And people were like, no, T, that's too tall. Like, too tall. Like, I thought that was average. So I was like, okay, I learned something new. But then I had to think about it, too. Like, I'm always around, like, gigantic guys, especially, like, on the weekends because um, I do AAU, right? I'm always, like, at my son's games. And then my brothers are huge. My brothers, my one brother, he's 6'3". My other brother is 6'5". And then my kids play basketball. Like, the last weekend I was talking to a teenager because he was showing me, you know, how to get to like one of the gyms. Because if we were at this big high school, child was walking around lost. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, are you looking for gym eight? And I was like, yeah, I can't find it. He's like, oh, I'll show you the way. And I, I said, well, damn, how tall are you? I think I'm six nine. I'm six, you think? <laughs> he was six foot nine, y'all. Biggest hair. I said, well, how old are you? <laughs> 17. Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. But yeah, I thought like, you know what I'm saying, 5'10 and up. <clears throat> but I guess, you know, that's too much. They said the average guy is 5'8. So to me, I thought, you know, that's kind of short, like 5'8. So I learned something new. 
So people are like, yeah, you'll be looking for these big six foot five guys. Like that's not average height. You need to stop hanging around basketball players in gyms. <laughs> yes, that little boy was six foot nine. I said, oh, hell no. And was 17. So, shout out. I don't know, man. Shout out to all the guys under six foot. We see y'all. Sometimes we see y'all. Nothing wrong with that. But you know what's funny? It's like all the tall guys like short girls. They I don't know what it is. Like tall guys don't tend to be with tall girls. And I think that's what like irritates tall girls. Cause it's like, dude, if you're like six three, why are you not trying to look at the girls who are like five eight and up? Why are you looking past us with your tall ass? <laughs> okay. And looking at the girls who are five four and under. And then all the short guys who are like five, seven, and five, eight, they love tall girls. I've had guys literally come to my boobs. Like, hey, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what, what is it, sir? <laughs> I'm like, how can I help you, sir? Like, what you doing tonight? Nothing, just hanging out with my friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I guess maybe, like, somebody told me, like, you know, just understand, like, the average guy is not that tall. So I'm learning stuff. Because when I put on heels, I'd be like 5'11 in my heels. So, you know, when somebody walks up, I just assume like, you know, if you're 5'8, like that's short for a guy. But I learned that. So y'all, you know, y'all teach me stuff every day because I really thought like 5'10 and up was average. Like for me, like six foot is average, but they said that's not average. So thank you to the guys who like taught me that. Because like I said, my perception is a bit warped because I have tall brothers, tall cousins. And they all play basketball. So, like, there's literally tall people around all the time. So, when you all you see is, like, your brothers, your cousins, your friends, you know what I'm saying? So, when we when I do see somebody short, I, I don't think anything one way or another. I'm just like, okay, they're short. But now I'm learning that, oh, well, maybe that person who's 5'8 is not short. He's average height. Thank you. <laughs> so, ladies, 5'8 is average height. Y'all stop calling men who are 5'8 shorties and midgets and stuff they said it's average height so yeah i learned that yes <laughs> somebody said my son is 6 2 and 15 wow ain't that crazy when them boys like they be taller than you now it's like oh my gosh i remember when you were like this little now you're like towering over me that's like the craziest thing that's funny yeah, everybody thinks I'm short because I'm on camera, but no. And then when they see me, we're like, like oh, damn, I didn't even know you was that tall. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to all the, you know what I'm saying, average height guys. We see y'all, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Um, Mella, hold on, just disappeared. Oh, Roman says you have moderators abusing their power. Oh. Roman, please write down the names of those mods so I can, when I go back and read my chats, because I always go back and rewatch my streams, I can look for them. So that way, you know, we can see, you know, what they've done to abuse their power. So thank you. Y'all don't be abusing your power mods. And y'all got to understand, I don't know everybody who's a mod. People be mad like, such and such a mod, such a, I don't, I just be modding people. Get here one day on time, 
You know what I'm saying? And maybe you, I might give you a mod wrench too. I don't know everybody who got a wrench. People be mad and say, how, how Tracy with the T get a wrench? I fucks with Tracy and Tracy gonna keep her wrench. Shout out to Tracy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know Tracy, but I don't know every single mod in the thing. Folks be hot too. Well, I see you mod this girl, but you ain't mod me. Okay, well, she just happened to be there and I just modded her. Like, it's not, it's not that serious. But yes, if they're abusing their power, let me know. So I can get them out of here because y'all know I will snatch a wrench quick if they're abusing their power. Now, if you're just lying, you might get blocked. So don't, don't be lying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Folks be serious about the wrenches, honey. They do. Um, Let's see here. Crystal Diaz says, T, you got me crying with laughter. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. This has been a nice stream. We got over 8,000 people in here. I've been on for an hour. <laughs> Y'all got me cracking up. Let me go ahead and get to the next topic here. Um, we got to talk about this. Woo! Danny Lay. So Danny Lay is currently on, um, I don't want to call it a hobo tour child, but whatever. She did an interview with Angie Martinez. And in that interview, I watched the whole interview. So let me say that. I did watch the whole interview. And I'm going to say I enjoyed it. I think Danny Lay has matured more. You know, now she's a mother, so she's seen things differently. But in that interview, she talked about the toxicity of her baby's father, the baby. And, you know, the things that he put her through. She also talked about the yellow bone comment. And we're going to talk about that as well. On top of that, she dropped a diss track. And the diss track, I liked it. I was here for it. I'm okay, this is kind of a bop. But um, the diss track, what is it called? Dead to me. Okay. Basically saying that the baby's dead to her and she's just tired of the toxicity and things like that. So I thought the diss track was, you know, it was okay. But the problem though that I have with this is that people want to write diss tracks. Um, people want to do meetings, but y'all have a child together. So is he really dead to you? You get what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing if you were able to like have a clean break, because you know, sometimes relationships don't work out, but if you have a clean break, then that person can be dead to you. Then that person can be ignored and blocked, but y'all got a whole baby together. So he's not dead to you. He's going to be there to pick up the baby tomorrow at 2 PM. Get the, get the diaper bag ready. (laughs) I'm just saying. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to keep screaming that somebody's dead to you when you still have a connection with them. And this is why, once again, ladies, okay, this is why I hold women responsible. You have to understand you, we have to make better choices than men, who you get pregnant by, who you have children with, because you are tied to that person forever. And it has nothing to do with child support. You guys are bonded, period. No matter how old that child gets, that's still your child, that's still his child. So you have to make, uh, you know, you have to make those decisions before you bring a child into the world. Because, you know, singing a year later that somebody's dead to you when he's going to be here this weekend because it's his weekend to come get the child. Ma'am, makes no sense. But the song is a bop for people who have made a clean break. Okay? I'll say that. If you made a clean break from your ex, then the song is fitting. If your baby daddy going to be here this weekend, the song is not fitting because he can't be dead to you and still be pulling up in front of your house, okay? So let me go <laughs> Let me go ahead and play you guys some of the interview. The baby also responded, God, knew he would. 
So he has a lot to say about the situation. He's definitely not feeling how she's going around and talking about him. So let me go ahead and play that first, and then we'll play the next, the next video. All right. This is Danny Lay. Angie Martinez begins some good interviews. I like I like the way Angie Martinez interviews. She comes off like a mother figure type, you know. I've always liked Angie. So the first night, yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. It was definitely wild. It was very selfish being that I just had our baby. Like, it was very selfish. And Does he apologize to you? No. Really? He's just like that, though. As you can see, you see in his interview, he said, does he regret anything? He said, nope. <laughs> I don't, I live life without regrets as well. Mm -hmm. But if there's something I could take back, I feel like, or handle differently, like, I could, I will say that, like that shows accountability, like that's maturity, mm -hmm. especially take away everything else. It's like, we have a kid together. Like I, it was toxic. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a really good times. And we I was going to say, it doesn't start ever start. Toxic. No, we were like this in the beginning. Like we were in love, like that honeymoon phase. Like, you know, it was really good. We both were kind of at our peak of our careers too. Like I had Rolling Loud, he had Rolling Loud the next day. Like, it was just always, like, we were always both so busy. It was good. And then, of course, he had his little mess-ups and stuff. So we break up for a month and then get back together. And then, again, we break up. We broke up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of on and offs going on. But during that time, I definitely wasn't his side piece. Um, and he knows that, too. Mm -hmm. But I felt like when I spoke to him, he told me, like, the night before I was doing the most when it comes to like crying and all this stuff, how I felt. And mm -hmm. I guess he said what he said out of anger and try to make me look bad. I was going to respond a different way, but I gathered myself and I decided to respond this way. Um, first of all, I feel like you waited too late. I told you back in December, you should capitalize off the situation. So I feel like that's a bad move. I also feel like uh, it's a green move for you know, you're labeled to have you do drop the interview the same the same time you dropping a new song. I feel like y'all kind of showing y'all hand. I feel like y'all should have put that together. But I also feel like, you know, before we got on your brother's ass, you was just at the London with me that whole week getting busy. And I also like you should tell them folks the real reason why I put you out is because you were stalking my other baby mama. She was my relationship with my, my princess, my big girl. And that's why I had to make that adjustments. You know, back in November, you know, I'm I'm grown, I'm an adult, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't got a coexist with nobody who, you know, who's too toxic to me and who, you know, who don't serve me well. You know what I'm saying? So I owe the world no explanation for that. When I could have cleared my name, I took the high road, and I ain't tripping about that. I'm proud of that. I could have smashed on all of that, but that would have, you know, that would have Charlie, you know. And I ain't with that. I don't want Charlie broken. I just didn't want you around me no more. You know what I'm saying? Just like today, you know, I was going to have another birthday party for my princess. We done got on the line. Plan. Just like before, you affected my relationship you know, with my other children, because now... So you call this stuff over there, and you, you, you need to stay over there where you at. See what I'm saying? 
Let's say your records do your thing. And that's a whole lot more I can say, but I'm not going to say that. All right, that. that's enough. Sir, get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. Just, ah. Just keep going and going. Uh, uh, we get the point. We, we get the point. We get the point, baby. We do get it. So, bye. Um, I'm glad she realizes that she was in a toxic situation, a toxic relationship. But again, the baby is still saying that he, you know, he was still sleeping with her. So that, that's where she has to decide. Like, I get that's your baby daddy. But if y'all's not going to be together, then you can't keep sleeping with him either. Because he was saying that he was sleeping with her right before he had fought the brother. And I think that might have been the final straw. But their relationship was very toxic. And I'm glad that she's just separating herself. Um, his explanation, I, I don't care. I don't care. Now, let me go ahead and play y'all the other video where she spoke to Angie Martinez about the yellow bone comment. Now, this caused a lot of controversy. Um, I did a video on this. A lot of people caught her out. And um, she's finally addressing it. So I, wanna, I want y'all to listen to her addressing the whole yellow bone controversy. And then I'm going to tell you guys what I think about that. So give me just a second here. Share my screen. Okay, here we go all at once so i was like who i when i did drop the snippet and saw how everyone reacted i was like who was like i messed up mm -hmm. i messed up i didn't super realize it at that time and that's why i responded like defensive um but it was it was a horrible mistake it was not a good moment for sure for me and it was a hard time in that time like a lot was going on in my life like me and baby broke up that happened me and my family i was pregnant like it was just all at once so i was like "Ooh, what is god trying to teach me right now because it was definitely a learning lesson for me mm -hmm. and i just want to say to everybody that i'm super sorry because I, it just was a mistake. I, I'm a Dominican woman. I have family members that are dark skinned. My daughter's a black girl. Like it just was to even speak on skin tone. Like I realized how like messed up that is now. Did and you have I, like no idea of that before? I didn't have no idea of it, but I don't think I wrote the song intentionally like to be like a praise of like light skins or anything. So it was just kind of like, I don't know. I just think I wasn't really thinking. It was very like ignorant, you mm. know. And you had said when you were like being defensive that that was a term that you had heard, and mm -hmm. you didn't think it was a negative term. You didn't know better to know that it could right. be, you know, a negative term. Yeah. So was it a complete surprise to you when people reacted the way they did? Um, it took me a moment to for it to kick in. I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like, you know what mm. I mean? So it was just like. Yeah, not the right decision. And then I've done my research and I've done all that now and I've seen like how sad it could be like for, for dark skinned women in the industry and music, TV, mm -hmm. film, regular life in general. Like yeah. it's a big problem. And I guess, you know, God wanted to teach me and show me like, so that's how he did it. And I was like, oh, I felt like I lost it all at that time. Okay, let me come back on the screen here. All right. 
So y'all just heard what Danny Lay had to say about the situation, the whole yellow bone thing with Angie Martinez. Now say this, okay? I like the fact that she is taking ownership. You know, we got to give people, you know, a little bit of grace to improve themselves and and learn and, and all that stuff. So at least she's taking ownership that what she did was wrong and was hurtful. But I have to keep it real. I refuse to believe that she had no idea what she was doing when she made the song or that she had no idea what it meant when she was saying yellow bone. One, because she's Dominicana. So let's start there. In the Dominican, there's definitely a class system and there's a lot of colorism that goes on in the Dominican Republic and in many places in Latin and America and in the Caribbean, you know, where everything from your skin tone to your hair texture to your features are judged, you know, and she is more what you would call a a white Dominican. I mean, granted, she has melanin. She's a person of color, but she would be seen more as white because you have like Afro Latinas and things like that. So she definitely knows her place in the hierarchy, just like Angie Martinez. She's a Puerto Rican, but she's what you what would be more considered a white Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? Just like J-Lo, Ricky Martin. And then you have Puerto Ricans who look more, you know, Afro-Latina, like, um, what is her name? Well, hell, uh, Carlton Banks, Afonso Ribeiro. Um, I don't, he's not Puerto Rican, but, you know, he's an Afro-Latina. Um, I believe Tatiana Ali, you know, like the, the darker skin, you know, Afro-Latinas. So I don't believe that she didn't know that. And also, let's remember that around that time, she was beefing with the baby's, baby's well, other baby mama. Mimi. Okay, they were going back and forth. He was cheating on both of them. He'd be with Mimi one minute, whispering sweet nothings in her ear. And then when Mimi got on his nerves, he'd be going back to Danny Lay. And they were doing this whole, you know, ping pong song and dance on social media. Okay, we don't forget anything. So while she's trying to apologize and take ownership, I would have respected it more if she was fully honest and said, you know what? I was all the way wrong. I did know what I was doing and I thought I was getting back at somebody, but I realized that I hurt a whole bunch of my fan base while I was trying to attack another woman. I would have respected that more because let's keep it real. As women, we've all attacked each other, right? For different reasons. It could be your weight, your skin tone, your hair texture. We've all been petty, myself included. I'm not exempt from this. I think I would have respected that more. She would have been like, that was where the root of it came from is because I was beefing with Mimi. You know, she's a darker skinned woman. And when he came back to me, I thought that I had one up on Mimi because, you know, I'm light skinned, I'm Dominican. I think had she really fully explained that then trying to play, well, I really didn't understand. And I had to research and find out, you know, I just knew that people call me a yellow bone, but I didn't know why they called me that. Girl, you know why. Let's stop the foolishness, okay? If we're going to have a conversation about colorism and we really want to heal from it, we have to have an honest conversation. So that's my thing. While, you know, it's nice that she apologized and that she took some ownership, I don't believe she's being 100% truthful to Angie Martinez. You know what I'm saying? And maybe Angie Martinez doesn't know the backstory like I do because I ain't got no life. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, Angie Martinez is a big old, you know, radio personality. She got other shit to do. Bitch, I got time today. <laughs> I keep receipts. Okay. I'm always on the internet sipping slow. So, you, you, you know, she couldn't interview with me because I'd be like, okay, well, what about the Mimi situation? See, Angie probably doesn't know that. See, when I do interviews, I don't, I don't forget shit. So I'm gonna hold you accountable. You know, it's not to drag or belittle, but just the truth is the truth. I got to hold you accountable. So I wish Angie would have said something about, you know, the whole Mimi situation, but maybe Angie doesn't know or didn't remember. That's why I said it couldn't have been lovely tea. Cause I'm like, well, you remember, you know, he was dating a dark skinned girl. Y'all was beefing and shit. Y'all was both fucking the baby and fighting. And you know, one minute you be on social media, hugged up with him, brushing his hair. The next minute she be, you know what I'm saying? On social media, braiding this shit. I don't know, but it sounds like he was throwing shots at Mimi. Can you address that ma'am? You know, the interview would have went a little bit different, but like I said, Angie got a life. <laughs> Not saying I don't, but I'm sure Angie got better shit to do than to be on the shade room. <laughs> but you know what, Danny Lay, bless your heart. I'm glad that you, you know, that you're finally learning your self-worth for your daughter. Because that's what matters at the end of the day is this baby who did not ask to be here. Who did not ask to be born into all this muck and, and, and mess. You know, so at least you're learning your self-worth more. But I would suggest that you, if you're not, you haven't yet stopped sleeping with him. Because you're sending him mixed signals. Okay, if you're going to be dead, if he's going to be dead to you and all this shit that you're singing about in your song. He can't be dead to you, but you're still bouncing on the dick. Okay, doesn't work that way, ladies. If somebody's dead to you, you, you can't have any ties to them. Okay, you can't creep over there on the weekend, bounce on it, and then Monday, oh, you dead to me now. It doesn't work that way. He's not dead to you because he was just in you. Okay, <laughs> so you know, she needs to be honest with that. If he's really dead to her, you got to stop sleeping with the baby. Okay, understand the pain is good, but you're, you're sending yourself and him mixed signals. Okay, sis. <laughs> Um, let me go here. Read some of these super chats here. Um, um, I think that's the name. Says maybe that's why Megan thought it was okay to keep Ch uh, Kelsey in jail because she was mad at her after they fought. Mm. Now that's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't look at that because it seemed like she didn't care at that time that Kelsey was locked up. Remember, she said them three mother effers over there went to jail. So maybe that's why she considered her a mother effer because they had physically fought. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, Jill, Jillian sent 20 says, thank you for your amazing perspective and laughs. Love you T love you too. And thank you for coming through tonight. I appreciate you. Uh, Nene 4002 says me and my cousin got into an argument. She called me broke because I, <laughs> because I have an Android. <laughs> I'm broke, but I pay my bills while you beg your mama for money. <laughs> you and your cousin sound like y'all about, you know, early 20. That's so cute. She called me broke because I got an Android. But that's how them iPhone users are. They are just arrogant, very stuck up, bougie. You know, my kids got iPhones. They used to make fun of me all the time. Like, can you just not pull out your Android? Like, you always offer to text my picture. People be asking what kind of phone is that. It's embarrassing. How are you embarrassed about my phone? I like my Pixel. Okay? Yeah, iPhone users, they're a whole nother animal, child. Whole nother animal. So thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. D says, T, why are you picking on Yosemite Sam Lane? <laughs> Just playing. Love you. Love you too. And thank you for coming through, love. Um, let's see here. Um, I got some 
big super chats. Uh, Miss Tonisha sent one thirty nine ninety nine. Says hopefully this one goes through as well. I just want to send you even more love and support. Uh, God bless you and your family, T. Thank you so much for sending another super chat, Tonisha. I really appreciate it. My my Canadian sis, thank you. Y'all have been showing out tonight. Thank y'all so much. Um, let's see here. I want to make sure I get everyone that um that sent the big ones because there was a few big ones I missed last time and I felt really bad. Um, your mama's papas, my people's from Cali. Thank you for coming through with the hundred dollar super chat. Um, they said this live is fire. We love you, lovely T from the West Side with love. Thank you so much. Y'all always come through. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Siobhan says, I live for your reenactments too. <laughs> My reenactments. Thank you so much. I love you too, Siobhan. Um, Chamberlain says, at work and caught alive. Hope you're having a great night, T Leo Squad. Thank you so much, Team Leo. Gang gang. Um who put you on the planet sent $10 and says, I'm 23 and I'm five foot. Are you a boy or girl? And they have crying emojis. So I'm assuming it's a boy. Oh, well, that's okay. Good things come in little packages. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel bad. You know, there's a lot of short, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of short guys in entertainment. Honestly, most of these people be short, child. When you see them in real life, a lot of people, they just look tall on TV. When you see them in real life, they're really average height. Like I was shot when I have, I was, we was outside the club one day in LA. I'm standing next to this dude. You know, I got on heels. You know, he looking, you know, he wasn't that tall. Tyson Beckford. I thought he was going to be like six, five. He was about five, 10, five, 11, you know, handsome, but just average height. So don't feel bad, child. You know, when you're short like that, you make up for it in other ways. You got to have a big personality you know, crack lots of jokes. Cause I notice a lot of dudes who are short, they're funny. They make it look at Cat Williams, little Duval, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart. So a lot of short guys, you gotta make it up for it other way. You gotta have personality, you gotta have swag, you know. So don't feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. So thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Teddy Graham says, T, I would love to give you the big O every day of the week. What is going on tonight? All the freaks are coming out tonight. Thank you, Teddy, for the super chat. I appreciate you. Well, y'all already know how I get down. You know, whoever I'm with, you got to be able to give the big O. We're not playing. We're not playing DJ MB games around these parts, okay? <laughs> we don't play about the O's around this part. So thank you, Teddy Graham. <laughs> oh my God, y'all got me over here blushing. Y'all are a mess. Y'all are really harassing me tonight. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Agent Matt is in the house. Hey, Matt. Agent Matt says, well, I'm going to take my short 510 self and give you this short money because diesel is too damn high. Thank you for the super chat, Agent Matt. I, um, you know, I appreciate it. 510 is not short, okay? I learned a new thing from Instagram. They said that that is average height. So you're fine. You are definitely fine, Agent Matt, okay? <laughs> so thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Clumsy Kayla sent $9.99. Thank you, Kayla. Uh, Sheena1803 says, I just love you. Thank you, Sheena. Appreciate you, sis. Uh, Carla, hold on, just disappeared. Says, I saw your Astroworld documentary and it's true. I had a hard time breathing when I saw the testimonials of the victims. I had to pray 
total sacrifice. God have mercy. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of y'all have been back watching the Astroworld documentary. Now y'all understand why, like, that was like one of the most hardest things I've ever edited. Like, just physically watching it. Like, I just felt like I was there. My breathing was labored. It was just very hard. And like, literally for like a whole week, I couldn't sleep. Like, I probably would sleep like maybe two hours because I would hear screams. It was very just hard. It was very, it was a hard edit. But thank you for taking time to watch it. I know it's very heavy. You know, part one is like three hours. Part two is five. But I had to do, you know, a five hour series because there's so much stuff in my head from there. So I was able to take everything out of my head and put it, you know, in video. So I'm glad you got a chance to watch it. But I think what's really disturbing is the fact that he's getting ready to go back on stage. You know, they're getting ready to bring him back. I forgot what he's going to be performing, where he's going to be performing at. But it's like people went through something very, very traumatic. And the sad part is when it's announced where he's going to go perform and when people are going to buy tickets and go. So I can't fool with him. I love his daughter. I think his daughter is adorable. I don't know what the son looks like because they haven't posted the baby boy, you know, um, but I just feel like he just put out too much dark energy. You know, I learned a lot about Travis Scott that I did not know because he just always seemed like really quiet and reserved to me. But during that documentary, just showed me he has like a really dark side. So I just hope that with all this reflecting that he's supposedly been doing, I hope that he also, you know, picked up a Bible or something, honey, talked to a pastor, you know, did something, you know, because I felt like he just had a lot of darkness on him. And it's not a good look because everything he was manifesting on that stage came to pass. And a lot of people are still who were there are still traumatized to this day. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Alexa says, oh boy, Danny, as a resident Dominican women, bitch, you know, colorism be rampant in our own families, girl, bye. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you, Miss Dominicana. I love when my Dominicans come through and they spit that real. You know, and that's why I said, like, I can appreciate her taking ownership as far as, like, apologizing and understanding that she did hurt people. But the whole, oh, I didn't know. And I, you know, I never knew what a yellow bone was. People just caught me that she knows. Because in a lot of Dominican households, that colorism is very rampant, you know, and it's ingrained. You know, it's ingrained. So, and that's sad. And it's not just in the Dominican Republic. I mean, it's all through... Latin America, the Caribbeans, even in Africa, you know, the whole colorism thing, people bleaching their skin here in America, uh, in India, in Asia, colorism is just, it's a fact of life. So I just, I can't take her seriously when she's trying to act like she had no idea. And it's only now because she has a, a, a African-American daughter that it's waking her up. No, but I noticed that sometimes, and this is not no disrespect, but I noticed that sometimes when lighter skin or mixed or racially ambiguous women have children who are darker, or who don't have their features, then all of a sudden they become more understanding. Then all of a sudden, then posts look different. You know, when from I'm a, I'm a bad yellow bone to, oh, look at my little chocolate drop. You know, now their daughters are all types of chocolate drops and chocolate kisses and oh, my little fudge brownie bar. <laughs> I'm just saying, I notice a difference, you know, before and after if their child comes out a little bit blacker with blacker features. Now everything's, you know, more sensitive. 
like, oh, my chocolate dropped my Hershey's kiss, you know, because again, you never know how your child can come out. Yeah, your child could come out with your features or your child can come out with, you know, your, your husband or your, you know, boyfriend's features. You just don't know. Um, I remember that was a big conversation with uh, Neo, Neo and Crystal. You know, Crystal's his new wife, the one that's mixed. And so I guess she thought her jeans were just going to trump Neo's jeans. And Neo's jeans was like, fuck out of here, bitch. We're not. So she was real upset one day that, you know, she's trying to comb her son's hair. And it was a little bit, you know, it wasn't as silky as hers. And she felt away. And people drug her. Like, you need to learn how to do that little boy's hair. You know, it, it's not that serious. He has a different hair texture. It's not bad hair. You just have to take care of it differently. And I think since then, Crystal has learned, you know, so it's no disrespect to her. She's learned since then. But yeah, sometimes people go into these relationships and they don't understand that your child can come out looking any type of way. And I think because now she has a child who doesn't look as ambiguous as she does, she has to now understand how colorism can potentially affect her child. You know, so thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, Let's see here. Linnea. 2340 says, hey, T, what do you think? Um, when do you think I'll be able to get back in the Discord? I had a family emergency and missed my May payment due to my account being on hold while out of the country. Never missed a payment for one year and 14 months. By the way, the Dubai documentary was deep. Love you. Y'all be cracking me up with these Discord requests. Iyada does send 50 bucks. Thank you, sister. I really appreciate it. Send me an email. I will get you over to Marnell and get you back in. So um, I know it's the 11th of the month. I just have a lot going on, so I don't want to deal with any new Discord type stuff. So it's not open right now, but send me an email. Send me an email. Um, Discord request, rejoin. Just put that in the title, and I'll get you over to her. Everybody else should have the email, though. Like, y'all, y'all still be, people be text messaging me. Y'all be DMing me. Oh, I got kicked out. My car wasn't working. I need to get back in. I I literally made an announcement like 10 times. Please write down this email. Take a picture. Text it to your baby daddy so he can remember it and send it back to you when you forget. That is who you need to email once you get kicked out so that way they can like pull up your info and everything else because I just don't have the time to go through the steps and and look at stuff because I have other things going on. So I will get you over to Marinelle and we will get you back in. So thank you for that. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Uh, Maya Alexis says, finally caught a live T. You're a huge inspiration. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through, love. Um, Donna Dash says, to be honest, as a dark-skinned Black woman, I see nothing wrong with songs that praise light skin as long as it's respectful. As, as long as it's respectfully done, that's all Danny had to get. Yeah, and you know, and I get that too, because a lot of light skinned girls were saying that, like, you know, why can't we have a song that praises us? Um, you guys have brown skin by India Ari, which I agree, but the difference is this yellow bone song wasn't praising y'all. It was basically saying, Oh, I'm light skinned and you know, ha ha ha, like y'all are just mad because y'all are black. I mean, those weren't the lyrics, which I get what I'm saying. That was the intention behind it. When India Ari had the song Brown Brown Skin, oh, I love your brown skin. Um, that was, you know, praising. 
It wasn't, she didn't make the song knocking light-skinned people or saying, you know, light-skinned people, you know, are beneath her. She didn't do that. So I think a lot of it is intention and energy. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with loving your skin tone. I don't like when people get into this whole mode if a light-skinned person or light-skinned girl is like, oh, you know, I like my skin tone. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm okay in my skin tone. People get mad. Well, do y'all get mad when dark skin people are like, you know, hashtag team chocolate and my chocolate skin and the, and the sun just makes my chocolate skin glow. But if a light, if a light skin girl's like, yeah, the sun makes my skin look like honey. You colorist bitch. You just don't like dark skin people. I'm like, you got all that from her post. Sounds like she just likes her skin tone, just like you like your chocolate skin tone. So I think, you know, people have to stop that. You know, people just want to be mad, just be mad on social media. I think you have to understand context and nuances. And I think if she that came out with a song, you know, uh, for so-called light-skinned girls, she should have had better intentions, way better lyrics. The, the lyrics for this song just seemed like it was more like a, ha-ha, I'm a yellow bone, you know, because she was throwing shots at Mimi. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody loving their skin tone, loving how God made them. I think that's stupid to tell light-skinned people you should be ashamed and walk around with your head bowed down on the internet. That's only on the internet. In the real world, nobody cares about this shit to that extent on the internet. But it's like, you know, you you have girls who are afraid to even write, you know, um, oh, you know, caramel kisses or God kiss my caramel skin. Because they'll get cussed out. But then in the same verse, somebody darts can be like, oh, God, kiss my chocolate skin. Is Yes! Yes! <laughs> the hypocrisy I've been seeing on social media, child, is interesting. I just sit back and sip tea. But I noticed that, you know? So, again, it's one of those things. But, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with the song particular. But the problem is a lot of these songs that have praised you know, red bones, yellow bones. Because Beyonce had a song. I mean, nobody would call her colorist. She had a song, I believe it was called like, you know, Red Bone or something like that. But that was more like an ode to like, you know, New Orleans culture and how, you know, you have Cajun and Creole people and people of many different skin tones. So that was a song, even though it's called Red Bone, that was like a, a, you know, high energy, you know, just praising her culture. Danny Lay's song, Yellow Bone, wasn't anything like that. And I think had it been more like how Beyonce did it, praising the Creole culture, I say Cajun. Like, don't be, don't add them old white men into the damn Creole community. Look at the Creole people. Y'all stuck up too, honey. Like, uh-uh, don't mix us with the Cajuns. <laughs> I meant Creole, I'm sorry. But um, I think had she gotten that raw, like how Beyonce did it, it would have been received better. But the fact that she was beefing with a dark-skinned girl at the time that she dropped the song Yellow, Bo- Yellow Bone, and then it didn't help that that goofy baby daddy of hers he wrote, you know what I'm saying? He put them three yellow ball emojis. You know, yellow bone is what he wants. That he's, he's the top comment. Three yellow balls. Y'all remember them three yellow balls? They drug him in them damn balls. <laughs> All up and down uh, Instagram. So I think that was the problem. People knew what was going on behind it. And he encouraged it. You know, he can try and play crazy now. Oh, she's causing division with me and my other baby mama. But she was in them comments with them three yellow balls. I ain't forgot shit. Still got the screenshots. Okay? Yes, uh, Shaf- uh, who was that? Who wrote that? Sharife, them three yellow balls. So, you know, if she was being messy with the baby's mother, he was definitely instigating that. He done hyped her up, you know, and made her feel like, you know, she was that girl over Mimi. And then when shit got hot, what'd he do? He deleted the yellow balls and literally backed up away from her publicly. 
It was still messing with her behind the scenes. But after that, you didn't see them publicly until that whole fight. So that says a lot because he should have had her back. Especially being that she was pregnant at the time, too. So. All right, let me see here. Damn, it's 1030. How long have I been out here? An hour and 43 minutes. Time is flying. We got over 9,000 people in here. Y'all know y'all should be in bed, honey. I got y'all up. <laughs> I got y'all up at 1029 at night just talking. <laughs> Thank y'all for staying up with me, y'all. I took a nice nap today, so I have a lot of energy. Um, Let's see here. Natasha uh, sent 999. She says, love you, T. Danny Lay is average at best. The baby is a high-value man. Okay. I don't, is he? Is it because he has money? You know, like he got six figures? Because his actions don't speak high value man. He has a lot of children by different women. He causes conflicts between this women. I don't think those are high values. You know what I'm saying? I think a high value man is somebody who's going to respect the mother of his children. You know, I think that she definitely has some toxic traits. Don't get me wrong, but he definitely has some toxic traits as well. And on top of that, he also shot somebody in Walmart, but that's a whole nother video. <laughs> I'm just saying. But thank you, Natasha. Thanks for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Uh, black girl says, hey, T, black girl means black girl. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> five eight isn't tall for a man. Um, five five is short as hell for a man. I love the deep dive. Thank you so much, Black Girl. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Al Beck. Oh, my gosh. Everything is just moving. Okay. Al Beck says, I'm part Dominican, and the colorism thing plays a big part within families, especially if the parents are sisters. We're used against each other as children. Wow. That's sad. So you mean like, there's two sisters, maybe one is lighter, one is darker, and then whatever skin tone the kids come out, then they pit the cousins against each other. That's sad. And you see that people do that a lot in like different families, you know, comparing the cousins when they should all just be family. So thank you for that. Thank you for the super chat. Oh, somebody said, Quia says, the baby is not high value. He's great value. I'm not messing with y'all. Y'all are wildin'. Okay, I got one more story, then I'm gonna get up out of here because I don't want to keep y'all up too late. So we got to talk about this Casanova situation, child. Now, this was announced today. Now, y'all know Casanova two times. Um, he's a rapper from New York. And so he was accused of all types of shit. Rico stuff, uh, shootings, a potential murder, moving drugs, and the benefit of a gang. So he was on, you know, basically the whole Rico stature is how they got him. Um, he was also on Vlad TV, child, just, you know, talking to Vlad about everything. Um, so before he went to jail, this was back in 2020, he had made this post, which I found interesting. So let, let's, let's take a trip down memory lane. Because he said he was innocent. This was two years ago. So this is Casanova two times. All right. But um, I'm innocent, that's one. Two, I've been fighting my whole life, so I'll get through this. Just understand how they can get you jammed up. You don't know nobody, you ain't got nothing to do with nothing, they still get you jammed up. 
rappers, we are a target. Be careful out there. Watch who you associate with. Watch who people bring you around. I'll see y'all soon. God willing. Okay. So y'all just heard what Cass had to say. Now remember, this was like a big story back then. He was trending because he went on the run. So it, <laughs> Instagram is so ignorant. <laughs> so people, because he had just posted something like the day before. Because this was like around like 2020. We were all supposed to be in the house. And he was like outside. I don't know where he's from in New York. I want to say Brooklyn. I don't know. He was like walking around outside. Um, so people was going to the video like, Cass, where you at? They looking for you. It was just so funny. You know, social media is petty. So they was like going to like his Twitter page, his Instagram page. There's a warrant out for your arrest, Cash. You trending right now. They looking for you. So that was why he made that video. Like, um, yeah, I'm about to go ahead and turn myself in. Um, so that whole situation was a mess. So he's literally been sitting in there the past two years, right? So now today he starts trending. Oh, but before I show y'all that, let me show you this other video. He did an interview with The Breakfast Club. Let me share this with y'all. When he was talking about Takashi 69 he was talking to Charlemagne and them. Let me show y'all this real quick. It's just interesting how people's words like end up coming back. Okay, so let me show y'all this. Because to me, he been whatever he yeah, was. You, you knew he was gonna tell them. I don't care. Not a surprise that nobody. Nobody, nobody. Niggas talk all that shit, man. Niggas talk all that shit. I'm talking about all these rappers and all these fake gangsters, man. Niggas, you go to the feds or fucking Rico. And they offer you 20 years and you're a millionaire. You're telling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Can you still be a rapper after that? Yeah, that nigga gonna still be a rapper. They still play his music now. I don't want no problem with him now, nigga. Come home and troll me. I'm out the game again. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Come home no time soon. Listen, man, he come home about two years. You ain't getting no time for that. Yeah, he yeah. might could come home in a year. You know what I'm saying? If you cooperate. All right. So, y'all just heard what Casanova had to say. And I was right. He's from Brooklyn. He's from Flatbush. So, thank y'all. Um, so, that is what he had to say, like, two years ago about Takashi. This Rico situation is very real. And we all know about the situation that's currently going on right now with Gunna and Young Thug. They're being caught up in a whole bunch of Rico stuff. Um, but in that situation, I'm going to go deeper in a podcast. I also feel like the people who are charging them, they're also low-key looking for attention, too. Like, the constant news press conferences, the, the the DA lady screaming that, you know, we're not trying to be sexy here when talking about Jack Harlow. Um, it's, it's a bunch of, it's a cast of characters with this whole um, young thug situation, child. So let me go ahead and tell y'all, show y'all what happened today with Casanova two times. Remember, he was innocent. He's going to fight. He ain't do nothing. Let me go ahead and play this video for y'all here. Brooklyn-born rapper Casanova pleads guilty to federal racketeering and drug charges. The U.S. Attorney's Office claims Casanova led the untouchable guerrilla Stone Nation Bloods Gang and erected a multi-state conspiracy in that role. Casanova copped to a shooting and a robbery and a trafficking more than 100 kilos of pot. He faces between five and 60 years in prison when he is sentenced in December. Whew. Let me come back on screen. So y'all just heard that. So all that, I'm innocent. Oh, it just depends on who you're with. They're just trying to catch up rappers. He literally just pled guilty to everything. 
And I'm sure he pled guilty to try and get less time too, because at this point, they're saying he's looking at five to 50 years in prison. Five years is a long time. 50 is definitely insane, especially at the age that he is. So, you know, once they have you on these charges, it's very hard to beat them, especially when they're when it's federal. You know, it's very hard to get out of a Fed case. So this should be like a warning to like a lot of these guys in the industry. And for some reason, we're having so many rappers, either they're getting shot and killed or they're ending up, you know, in jail behind situations. It's like they keep keeping one foot in the streets and one foot in music. And like I always say, you can't serve two masters. Either you're going to be a part of the industry and just try and do what you have to do in the industry, or you're still going to have your foot in the streets. And sadly, because of the music, the genre and the music that's popular in rap, it's like they feel like they have to keep one foot in the streets to keep it real and to keep that persona. And now that's why you have situations like K-Flop, you know, because that persona that he was rapping about, he had no problem just shooting somebody in broad daylight. So this is just really sad, you know, to see that this is how his career is, you know, going to end. Is him going to prison for however many years they end up sentencing him in December. So he was trending again earlier for that. And I just wish that, you know, a lot of these young boys would see this and understand, like, if you get a blessing to get up out your situation, you know, take hold of that. You know, I even think about Tax Stone. Like, at one point, he was one of the most popular podcasters. He literally paved the way for all these gossiping-ass guys. Let's keep that real, okay? Before all these guys was up here, you know, creating YouTube channels and gossiping about gang shit and all this stuff, it was Tax Stone. He was doing that. He paved the way for like Drink Champs and Fat Joe show and, you know, just all these shows that you see now on YouTube. But because he felt the need to keep it real, you know, with that whole situation with Troy Ave, now he's doing prison time. You know, so people got to understand, especially when you get like second chances, especially if you've done like jail time, prison time, and you've been given a second chance to make something of yourself, you better run with that shit. And you better understand that you have to stay away from your old gang and those same guys because they're not going to be happy. The streets don't want you to make it. The streets don't want you to do better. You know what I'm saying? The streets are here to hold you down and feed you to the prison industrial complex. So you got to keep yourself mentally prepared for that and keep yourself out that situation. That is one thing I've always respected about Wallow, you know, with him and Gilly's podcast is, you know, people clown wallow all the time, like, oh, he's an old head, he's always crying. He does cry a lot, but why is he crying? Y'all act like he just be crying, just be crying. He's crying for y'all ignorant asses. Not my fans, but <laughs> not the tea sippers, you know what I'm saying, but the ones on Twitter who troll him every time he cries. Oh, there goes wallow crying again. Well, he's crying because y'all aren't listening. That's why he was crying when Lil Dirk was up there. You know what I'm saying? Because he's seen that. He's seen his brother get killed. Wallow did a lot of time in prison. Matter of fact, we posted this on my Instagram. I don't know. If, I don't want to play because, you know, people get Hollywood, honey. Wallow, don't be don't be uh, copyrighting my shit. Um, I don't want to play. Y'all can go watch on my Instagram page. But I have found an old clip of Wallow talking to Young Thug. And he was telling Young Thug, like, you know, they're not playing out here with you guys. You know, y'all got to understand what's going on. He said one of the things that used to break his heart when he was in prison is that he'd had these young boys come up to him like, what's up, OG? You know, my mama, her name is Keisha. You know, everybody, mama, name is Keisha. 
And so these boys are so delusioned that they're asking Wallow, like, well, when do I get out? You know, like, when is this going to be over with? And Wallow would tell them, well, bring me your paperwork. And Wallow was like, you know, I would go through the paperwork and I would let them know, like, you're not getting out till 2070. Like, that made my jaw drop, you know? But I know people, you know what I'm saying, who, like, they're still not getting out until, like, 2040. And they've been in there since, like, 1999. Like, that shit is no joke. The streets don't love you, you know? So I like the fact that at least you have a wallow out here who's done time, who made his mistakes and he's trying to right his wrongs and he's trying to talk to these rappers, you know? But of course you're gonna have the trolls, you know, the internet going internet. So, you know, you're gonna laugh and clown, but he's saying some real stuff because I mean, he tried to tell the same thing to King Von, you know, and King Von, you know, he ended up getting killed. You know, that fight didn't have to happen. He started it and Lil Tim finished it. So it's very sad. You know, the whole situation that's just going on, like in the industry right now. But I just hope like things get better. But I just hope like, especially these up and coming rappers, they're watching all this stuff that's going on with Casanova. Uh, And these Rico cases are no joke. You have Casanova, uh, Fetty Wap. Remember Fetty Wap was over here moving drugs and shit. We ain't forgot. That's a Rico case. Um, who else is sitting down? Lucci. They don't want to go do a drive-by and kill the homeboy in the process. Rico case. Now you have Young Thug, Gunna. So it's like how many more, you know, situations do people need to see that they're not out here playing? And they are going to use, oh yeah, Bobby Schmurter. Thank you. Bobby Schmurter as well. The whole GS9, you know? And they are going to use, oh, damn, there's a lot more. 42 Doug, thank you. Who's the other one? Who's shysty? He's another one locked up. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, and it's sad. It's sad. The boys in Florida, uh, y'all got to write their names. I mean, Spottom Gottam's crew and Young and Ace's crew, y'all can name the ones who are locked up, child. I'd be forgetting. There's too many. Oh, y'all, these damn rappers is locked up. I can't keep up. All this young people shit. I can't keep with all these damn felons, Fredo and Boosie, and it's a lot of them. ATK, thank you. YN Melly, thank you. Y'all know damn well Kendrick Lamar is not locked up. Who wrote Kendrick Lamar? Don't play Marianne. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is not about that life. He's a good young rapper. You leave him alone. Leave him out the fuck shit. <laughs> she gonna write Kendrick Lamar. You just write, just be writing. Yes, Tay K, that's another one. I remember him. Take care. His brother was cussing me out for like a whole month behind my video. But I was right. I said, your brother, no, don't free Take care. He out here killing all people and shit. My brother didn't even do nothing, you stupid bitch. Oh, his little brother cussed my ass out for a week straight. And then when they uh, found him guilty and gave him all them years, I said, well, we're the brother now. I ain't heard from the brother since he cussed me out five years ago. <laughs> Remember his little fans? They was going in on me. I said, okay, like, he ain't do shit. Bitch, you just jump into conclusions. Okay, all right, we're going to let the course handle it. Here comes me doing my update three years later. Tay-K has been sentenced to life in prison, some shit. I forgot how much time they get that little boy. Oh, that the chat was different. The energy was different on that second video than the first. See, y'all think these are games. Y'all think these people are playing with y'all. Life is not a game. You know, y'all thought it was cute telling him to run and, you know, act like it wasn't a big deal that he shot that old couple. Oh, he was just rapping. He didn't really do it. Okay, well, per 
the witnesses, per the evidence, he's doing life now. Yeah. It's, it's a lot going on. Soldier Boy ain't in jail. Y'all just be writing people's names. Soldier Boy's not in jail. He's free, child. He got a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, y'all are saying, oh, he got 50 years. You might as well say life in prison. That's a long time. 50 years, and you're going in at, what, 18, 19? That's more years than you have lived on Earth. That That is like this. That's just scary to me. That's just scary. That's scary. R. Kelly was not... <laughs> He was not part of a Rico case. R. Kelly was a nasty freak. <laughs> He's on his own. His his whole team jumped ship. They were like, nope, don't want no parts of that shit. They weren't trying to be recoded. That whole team jumped ship, honey. But yeah, it's a lot going on in these streets. Y'all stay safe. You know what I'm saying? And stop trying to emulate, you know, these rappers. Because they're looking at serious time for like, you know, the things that they're involved in. Um, let me read these last few super chats. I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here. Um, Misty Blue, hey sis, thanks for coming through. She says the native community is so colorist. If you're not paper brown, you're not considered pretty. Me and my sisters are all shades. I grew up witnessing, witness to start differences on how we got treated. Love you to you. Always keep it real. Wow, that's very interesting. I didn't know there was colorism in the Native American community. Wow. Well, thank you for letting us know. I, I love to learn new stuff every day. I wouldn't even thought of that. So that's interesting. Uh, let's see here. Jada Senfai, she said, these young ladies need to be quiet fussing over that little dude, the baby. They both look silly checking for this little fella. Whole little tink tinks. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, Cena says, love you. I'm watching you from South Africa. It is 5 a.m. Wow. Thank you so much for the Zara money, sis. Appreciate you. So y'all are waking up and I'm getting ready to go to bed, child. Uh, let's see here. I don't know how to say that name. I'm going to just say the last three digits. 730 says, Meg's given an implorable story against Tori that can't be proven and given him a heads up too so he can prepare. There he gets off. She's saving them both. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Cameron Amari says, hey, T, been watching since I was 13. Thank you for always keeping it real, sending you love and light. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, love. Thanks for coming through. Um, let's see here. Somebody just said breaking news. Tino, y'all got some weird names tonight. Damn, all these weird ass names come out at night. Y'all just putting words together. I don't even make no sense. T N O U S C C H G C. That does. That's not a real word. <laughs> y'all just coming through here all types of weird days. I know I struggle, but damn, that was a struggle. They say breaking news. Meg's team released medical records showing that she still has bullet fragments in her feet now. Check out the spiritual world who broke the story. First and foremost, I don't have to check them out because I said this an hour ago. Again, I'm no big fan of hers, but I'm not going to lie and twist stuff for clicks and views. I said that an hour ago. She still has glass in her foot. Did I not say bullet fragments and shrapnel is also what's in her foot? So they're not breaking anything. 
what's going on now is that everybody's trying to clean stuff up because of that stupid Vice article that everybody ran with, including us. You know what I'm saying? Because you would think that Vice would be more credible. But they didn't really say anything in the Vice article. I think a lot of people just ran with it, turp and twist the narrative and make it seem like, well, Tori didn't shoot her. It was just glass. But yeah, of course, the bullet fragment and stuff is in there because she's already provided those receipts. So either way, go back and watch my the beginning of the stream once I end this and see my reenactment of what happened. You're going to laugh. <laughs> Tori is up with on some Yosemite Sam type shit. Just pow, pow, pow. <laughs> but thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Um, team Tim Henderson sent 10. He says, hi, can you please tell me what your thoughts of of the old news of Aisha and Steve and Stephen Curry being in an open relationship. Some blog put that out. Then they took it down the next day. I don't believe that. Um, I don't think they're in an open relationship at all. I know they're a Christian couple. So that's part of it. I just don't see them being in an open relationship. She's just, she's too much of a prude. She ain't gonna let that ride. You know, and he's, you know, he's like, he's like just the father type. You know, it's one thing if he's creeping or something, but I don't see them having a, oh, I don't see them having an open relationship. Because I remember when, um, the, the, oh God, Gabrielle Union and D. Wade, they were like trying to encourage them to do all types. Of, it was, it was like a story that came out a few months, like a few years ago. Y'all can write in the chat. But I remember they were like trying to give them marriage advice. And everybody was like, just ignore D. Wade and Gabrielle Union when it comes to any type of <laughs> just ignore them y'all keep living y'all's good christian life don't even entertain their advice it was it was something that went viral a few years ago chat i can't remember what all they were trying to advise them on um but yeah i don't i don't see them being in an open relationship you know they've been together for a long time you know they love each other they got their beautiful family and you know sometimes a lot of these blogs they try to be messages for clicks and views they'll put stuff out to get a reaction and then take it down the next day you know so that right there just lets you know that it's a lot of bs so i don't i don't personally think that they are i don't see it um look somebody said they remember yeah i forgot what it was but it was some type of article and everybody was dragging them like, nah, y'all not about to corrupt Aisha and Steph. Y'all keep that weird shit that y'all, you over here eating his ass and all this extra stuff. Keep that over there. Leave Aisha and Steph alone. I remember it caused a bunch of controversy, but I forgot what they were trying to give them advice on, child. I don't even care to go Google. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Somebody says Vanilla Ice is locked up. The comments play too much. Child, Vanilla Ice is somewhere rehabbing homes. That's what Vanilla Ice does now. He went from rapping to rehabbing. His show was hot, though. I love to watch um, HGTV. I love seeing, like, before and after or houses and things like that, you know, demoing homes and rebuilding them. So he ain't locked up, child. Vanilla, Vanilla Ice is getting that bag. That's where he's at. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ebony V says, just moved back in with my dad because of rent. I'm at work on break. He says, who is that that keeps talking? I said, my YouTube sis. He said, turn it down. I said, no, I'm listening to her. I got a new 72-year-old fan now. Oh, that's sweet. Well, thank you, Dad. Hello, Daddy T. Sipper. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you. Appreciate you, you know, putting your dad onto my show. Thank you both for your support. Thank you, Ebony. Um, listen, I'm going to read two more and I'm going to be out of here. Uh, Elite Leo says, 
who knew that Dell and Sonia Curry was going through um what they're going what they're going through well you know Dell and Sonia you know they're the parents they decide to finally divorce they gave me the vibes that they finally were ready to separate now that their kids are grown and they just want to kind of do them and that's fine you know people get divorced all the time but that's for Dell and Sonia Curry to come out and tell us as an audience not that it's our business but that's for them to tell us it's not for us to just make up a story and say you know, Steph and Aisha have an open relationship and maybe swing with different people. No, they've never come out and say that. You know what I'm saying? They haven't said that. They never, you know, it's never been reported besides on that one blog who took it down. This is not like Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert who went on a hobo tour telling everybody their business. You know, so that's the difference. Like if they want to tell their business and, and tell the public, which I don't know why they would, then that's something. But being that they've never addressed that, that's just the blogs being messy. You know, just the internet, internetting. So thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see. Queen of Beauty Emily says, Hey T, thank you for the real and on thank you for real and honesty. Been watching you for ages. I don't get my news from nowhere else but you. Keep it up, Queen. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And Aaron sent $19.99. Thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate you as well. Y'all, this has been a good night. I've had a good time tonight. I was kind of scared to come on too late because I'm like, man, people probably sleep. Like T over here waking up the damn YouTube. But I'm glad y'all were here because I had to take a nap earlier. Child was tired. So this has been a good stream. We've been on for two hours. So I'm going to go ahead and get ready to log off. Y'all have a good day tomorrow at school, at work, online, trolling. Just do what y'all do, (laughs) okay? And if you're going to be in the ATL, um, or if you're in ATL, definitely, you know, come to my show. It would be very nice to meet a lot of my tea sippers. So thank you guys so much. Everybody have a good evening and stay safe. Talk to y'all later. Bye.